I understand how much of um, how much of knowledge you have about brands and branding because I know you have seen brand come, you have seen brand go, and you have seen brand stay, and you have acquired a, a quite a number of experience on um, of what what a brand uh, what can destroy a brand, what can sustain a brand, and what can make a brand better. So today um, I'm bringing you home because of your skill and your insights in that field. A lot of Nigerians, when I was writing the letter, I was giving a brief of it, like an average youth these days um, doesn't have the, the probability of an average youth getting a job, especially the one provided by the government, is becoming slim day by day. And everybody is launching a, and facing into the world of entrepreneurship. Um, trying to gather money and um, create a system or a pathway to which they can start earning and be their home boss. Um, but we have seen that a lot of brands are coming up, but still a lot of brands are not passing or are not scaling through this test of time. So what do you think um, an average entrepreneur or an average brand um, do miss the basic things you think they miss, um, especially those that don't pass the test of time. What do you think are their basic mistakes? Why most brands don't pass the test of time, especially SMEs? Why they don't pass the test of time? Okay, um, firstly, um, when it comes to business, there are two things it's either you learn a skill, do you understand? Yes, sir. You learn a skill. It can be a digital skill. It can be um, buying and selling. Buying and selling is a skill because there are a whole lot that go into that part. Apart from just saying buying and selling, there is the content creation, there is the marketing, there is the scaling up, and several other things. So, uh, my my the first point is a whole lot of brands don't go through that channel. That channel of process. The channel of process is very, very important. You um, learning, learning before you can. Don't just, don't just get into a business. Don't just budge into a business for the fact that you have certain amount of money, the call capital for you to start a business. So there are so many businesses that you need to learn the sticks first before you put your money. And while you are learning, you realize that your money is not the only major factor for you to be in that business for a long time because risks differ. There are some business that once you get bankrupt or once you um, once you just get it wrong at the initial stage, it can crumble you. It can can lose everything. You you can lose everything. When I mean everything, it's not just money, but the motivation, the relationship with people, and several other things that have, that is attached to having a business. So learning is the first thing. If you want to go into any business, there are a whole lot of people that are doing it before you. You need to know that you are not the only person that will start that business. I can tell you for free that you are not the only one that can start that business. So a whole lot of people think that they are the first person to start a particular business. And so um, they need to, they don't need all the necessary advice or the necessary skill for them to be in that business and it's not just starting a business being in the business is much more important because you can start the first week of you starting a business can look so promising 
can look for the fact that oh, your friends are supporting you. Uh, maybe you're doing an option sales. So, um, let's let's I'm, I'm starting a clothing line. I want you people to help me rebroadcast. Yes, people will help me rebroadcast. Maybe once or twice. Trust me, after some weeks, people will not answer. The majority of people will not answer because they feel that you need to always get us into the business aspect of your brand. Aside from you emotionally telling us, oh, because I'm your friend, I need to repost for you. Do you understand? So yes. there are so many things. Learning the skill is very, very important. First, you need to learn the skill. So either even we, even people that do nine to five, I'm very sure they went to school for a certain numbers of years. Mm-hmm. And after school, that's why we have internship for you to see how the job is on the line. Do you understand? Then you go back to school, then you run it properly. Do you get? So yes. it's very yes. important for us to learn the skill. So I see so many businesses that look so promising, beautiful um, graphic design, beautiful whatsoever, but operation-wise, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to last. And let me tell you for free that um, out of 100% of startup that, that is being created, any business you want to create, remember that you're not the only one. So which makes it more susceptible to failure because you have a whole lot of people to compete with. You're not the only one sharing the audience. So uh, you're not the only one selling at that particular price, even though your price is cheaper, cheapest price. You understand? So your price can be cheap, but your service are woeful. So those are the things you need to know once you are starting a business. Learn the skill. Don't just budge into a business for the fact that you have the money or you Knowing the people is also very important, but you need to learn the skill. You need to learn how to relate with the people. Operational wise, you need to be there up and doing. Is that will help the consistency? You about the operations. Um, I think I have some personal interaction with the brands, and I think um, we have gotten to that point where money is not enough to build a brand. You can have the money, and if you don't know the, you don't have the right knowledge, like you said, the skill, mm-hmm. it will still fail. Um. I want to talk about hiring when when it comes to SMEs. Um, I don't probably. Uh, I think as a CEO, you might not be skilled. You might be. You might know everything, but you uh, might not be so professional in every field. And as an SME coming up, you might not be able to employ the top um, experienced person in that kind of field that you need help with. Uh, what do you advise? Um, SMEs, young CEOs to to do in such cases when they need a particular skill but seems to be so expensive than what their business can afford? Okay. So firstly, it, you made mention of the hiring. Yes, for the fact that um, you are a business owner does not make you a good recruiter of your business. Recruiter, you understand? So you can't... Uh, in the, in the last four months, in the last four months, I can tell you that many of my friends are, they, are, they scaled up to a certain level of insurance. Tell me that, oh, I need certain, I need a staff in a particular department. I just need somebody to do the job. And some of them don't even know that they actually need a staff to do a certain job. They feel like, oh, I can do it myself. It's not necessary. I don't want to say it's, it's not possible for you not to be the one to hire because, of course, you have the vision and the mission of your business. So 
sometimes you can be part of the hiring committee or the hiring system, but sometimes for the fact that you are the business owner does not make you a good recruiter of the business. That's my point. So uh, yes, there are some CEOs that are, are good recruiter of their business because at first point of call, maybe first impression, you see a particular person and they know what they want and driving into the vision and the mission of the business. Do you understand? At first point of call. But there are some people that, oh, they only know how to, they know where they are going, but they don't know how to pick people alongside their vision. So there are a whole lot of people in that state. Because number one, talking about the job description, talking about the um, management of the system, talking about the, uh, those are the jobs of an HR person, an human resource person. So you need to, they need, you need to know that, oh, this is not your line of work. You need to get people that can do the line of work for you. Not just do, not just hiring people, but also monitoring their processes of their impression of how effective they are on the business. Okay, so I want to ask a very controversial question now. Um, okay. It's still about business. Um, we said building, money is not about, money is not the basic thing for building a business. But we should agree that money is also very necessary when trying to build a business. Um, so, will you advise a loan for a startup? A loan for a startup? Yes. Mm, okay. Let's 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 do it this way. Every startup, there are stages. Okay. You need to know that there are for the fact that so you say something is a startup or a business is a startup. Because not, my own startup kind of startup may not be your own level of startup. Generally, so somebody can be a startup for the past five years, and the person could have been right to take a loan because there are so many things I involve taking a loan. So how how can you pay back? What is the inflation rate at that particular point when you about to pay back? How do you manage pay back? Do you understand those things? So those are the it's still a startup. Now compared to somebody that just started business about three months and just want to go and take a loan. Do you understand? So it's it's a matter of you are not you may not be ripe for that kind of system taking a loan. So why not um why not fail at no expense? Then you pick yourself up. So instead instead of taking a loan. I'm not saying loan is bad. Loan is actually a good thing if you know how to get yourself to pay back, not just um, taking a loan and expecting that, oh, the loan money is not your business. It's not your money. You need to know that. And the moment you take a loan, they are hiring work according to the pressure payback. Because the moment, the day you start, you take that loan, the day that money starts counting and start reading for you to pay back on your due date. Do you understand? So now I can't categorically tell you that, oh, a loan is good or it's bad. If you feel your business is up to the tax of you taking a loan, yes, fine. If, if not, don't bother trying to take a loan because the operational activities are very much important. If you take a loan to run a business and the, gov- the government policies at that time favors and immediately you take that long and the government policies changes. Look at, let's take for example, about five years ago, people that came up with the 
the Uber system, the Gokada and the like, the OPE and the like. So let's imagine the people that had OPE then taking a loan to start their business. They're taking a huge am- amount of money to start the OPE business. Look at the OPE business within the space of around five years. Did it stay up to about two years? Was it no government policies that crumbled everything? Do you understand? There are some businesses that they took a loan in 2019 or early 2020, but when the pandemic came in, nobody saw the pandemic coming. Be, or did you see the pandemic? <laughs> you understand? Nobody saw it. So, so now imagine you've taken a loan to run a business. Oh, when you take a loan, you I had some friends, a couple of colleagues that they, they took a loan for their business and part of the loan was um, they had to go and rent an office, an office space in an urban settlement and the pandemic came in. And we all know that the pandemic lasted for about, give or take nine months. Do you understand? So, and rent is going to be due in in a year. And remember they bought uh, internet service that will run to a year, right? Yes. They bought equipment, laptops and the likes, photocopy machine. Mm-hmm. Do you get that will run to so that they can start the business and but when the pandemic came, what happened? Everything crumbled mm-hmm. and they had to start working from home. And working from home is not as same thing as coming to the office. And because you, know, you could be dealing with products, you could be dealing with manufacturing of a particular item. So now now when the pandemic came, what about the loan? And the person or the company that gave me the loan, won't, would the person listen to all those? He gets. Yes. So it's a whole lot of things when you when you take a loan, when you're about to take a loan, look at where your pros and cons, oh, what if the worst happened? Can I be able to pay back? Will I be able to meet up with a particular time? Do you understand? Will the loan not affect you? Me doing some other things. Are you getting it? And some people, we all know that some people in the space of that pandemic, they made most of their money because they had the active users of internet services increased. And maybe they are online people that all their business, all their stuff was service, just like digital marketers. Are you getting me? So yes. it's a whole lot of things. So you can't categorically tell somebody that, oh, it's advisable for you to take a loan to go and run a particular business. What is government policies, climates, whatsoever comes? You have to think about the world before you take it, before you take that particular decision. Wow. That that was so insightful. <laughs> It's so exciting. Thank you so much. So I, I believe businesses don't crash in a day. Personally, I believe um, um, most of us are not just um, vigilant enough to, to get the signals that this business is crashing and um, it gets to that point where it just crashes and it, we can't undo it before we, before we start running up and down. So what do you think you advise CEOs um, to check for to know that um, this business is crashing. How do CEOs um, measure? What are the parameters to take note of to know that a brand is crashing or is about to crash? 
Okay. Um, firstly, you need to there are different kind of business. Okay, there is the service business and there is the product business. So let's take, take for example using a product business. So um for it for a CEO to know if the business is gonna crash, it starts from some certain departments, e.g. the marketing department. So marketers go out or your customer service go out to ask people, take projections, the way and manner the people, your customers or your clients react to the products that you sell. So look at, that's why we have data analysis. Look at the ways of, oh, are people still, is your business going out of fashion? Is your business, will your business, will your products be relevant in the next couple of months? Oh, is there another startup that has come to um, face off your own kind of product? Mm. Are you getting it? So remember when we were growing up, we had infrared, right? Yes. And when we had infrared, Bluetooth came, right? Then yes. when Bluetooth came, it faced off that infrared. Then we had flash here, right? Yes. Then we had Zender, right? Mm -hmm. Then we had AirDrop. Then we add airdrop. Then we add um, the likes of WhatsApp that we can actually send every files or and do all those things. So now imagine the the people that started in Farid. They're already out of business. You understand? You can imagine they're already out of business. So the moment they didn't just go out of business all of a sudden, right? Because they will start seeing the numbers depreciating. Do you understand? So it's not it's not a sudden thing. I just realized that oh, um, we are going to go out of business. Except the only the only place or the only um, instance where you have to see that oh, going out of business is government policy. Very new government. That's why we will advise young guys like us to always go into politics. You may not. It's not just politics. It's more than you having your PVC. Is you being involved so that the government or the policies around that particular government can favor your business at that particular time. If you see the likes of the Dangote today, is because they were into the politics. So anything that the politicians need to say have to favor them. They have the backings of the government. So their business cannot just one day come out and crash, except they do otherwise. That is what Alibaba is facing in China in the last couple of, I think, five months now. I get it. So it's a matter of you analyzing what are the departments to know that if there is something that is going to happen in the next couple of months, how am I going to react to those things as a CEO, as a founder? I get it. So yes. look at the, the fintechs that are around now. The likes of Piggy Vest, Powerwise, they have made us realize that, oh, you can do without giving your money. You, you can do without giving your money to all these thrift people because security of your money is very important. I get to know. So now look at the, even with digital, digital savings scheme like Piggy Vest and Powerwise. Now, we had, we've had um, the crypto world is coming in, whereby you can actually, you don't even need to leave a certain amount of money in your bank 
you can you don't need to work inside the bank you don't need to do some certain things with the bank or even with the digital savings scheme where you can put your money and your money keeps increasing no matter how little are you getting so those are the things you need to start weighing oh what are the reactions the marketing aspect your customer service your operations of your business so how needed will your product or your service be in the next six months are you getting so those oh, are the things you need i to want know. to ask a quick question um i said earlier during the introduction that uh, it's very um hard let's say it's literally it is very difficult to get a job um after school almost immediately except we have a special connection and um, entrepreneurship has been like a um, the way has for people. Do you think everyone can be an entrepreneur in the real sense? Let me, let me, let's, let's not lie to ourselves. Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Because every founder or whatsoever, CEO, student workers, can I imagine those workers are also entrepreneurs who do the nine to five jobs. Not everybody have that kind of Dream and vision. Not everybody is creative. Not everybody have that tenacity of saying that. Oh, no, it's, it's very very hard to be an entrepreneur. Do you know? Sometimes, personally, I can wake up to a millionaire in my account or two millionaire in my account, and that night, the only thing that may sleep with me could be as low as. 1,500. Are you getting it? Why, why would that have happened? Because I need to have invested the money somewhere else. Abby? Yeah. Because yeah. as an entrepreneur, the money does not grow in the bank. Or does <laughs> money grow in the bank? Never. Not in Nigeria, but <laughs> Exactly. So money does not grow in the bank. You just need to invest or put the money or buy goods or for a certain service you've they've done for you sometimes ago do you understand or renew a particular subscription or you try to buy a particular package because you can afford a long term are you getting so you need to know that being an entrepreneur is not just oh i want to just be an entrepreneur for the fact that because i'm tired i can't wake up early I can I'm tired of coming home in it. I guess so you need to know what you want to do. So everybody literally cannot be an entrepreneur. If everybody is an entrepreneur, who will do the nine to five job? Who will be the workers of the entrepreneurs? <laughs> however, however, you need to note that entrepreneurship can give you a fortune. It can it's 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 a space that grows daily. That grows mm. every second. Mm. Do you understand? Because that luck, that opportunity can come from to you at any point in time, even while sleeping. Your service can be needed by the top biggest companies in the world. Are you getting me? So you need to know that oh, some people they can't even, some people, the only reason they want to be an entrepreneur is because they can't wake up early. And always want to come back. Some people can't wear shirt and tie. Do you understand? So, and the only reason some people are doing the nine to five job is because of job security. 
we can't be thinking about oh um i've not there is nothing to do nobody is buying for me or whatsoever so you can't just say ah not not everybody and not everybody can actually in the rules not everybody can actually do some people uh some entrepreneurs are just they they prefer to to sit back and just make the money rolling in because they've gotten to that particular stage of entrepreneurship maybe and being an investor oh i have a certain particular amount of money in my account oh instead of me putting in the bank i don't mind if i can get a two two percent every month the two two percent from that money is enough for me to run my daily runs do you understand yeah. so so that's that's just it everybody literally cannot you know, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me not say my comments. So it doesn't sound like I'm flattering, but these are really insightful big time to me personally. <laughs> um, okay, I, I want to ask a, a, is it a question now. Yeah, um, capital or capacity, which do you think is much important in building a business, and why would you choose any of them? Capital or capacity? Uh, it's capacity now. Okay. You know that some, some people don't have the capital, but the capacity, when you say capacity, it's cut across operations, skill, the relationship with people. Some people don't have capital for a particular business, and the only thing they have is people, they know the right people. So now imagine they have, not just knowing, they have access you know, there is a difference between you know somebody and the person knows you. Do you get it? And having access to that particular person. Oh, some people will say, ah, I know Benioffa, I know Benioffa. But the question is, does Benioffa know you? Oh, I, I know this kid, I know this kid, I know the video, I know the video. Who does not know you? The question is, do they know you? I get it. So the capacity is very, very, but the capacity building... You, it helps you enlarge it. It helps you put you, you, you can't, it's not necessary. I'm not saying it's not important. Capital is very important. But I can tell you for free that even with your cap capital, if you don't have the capacity to do some certain number of things or to know a certain number of people, your capital will still be depreciated. Because the capital you put in a, in a business and it's not yielding profit, what, what happens to the business? It's crumbling. Always. Okay. So capacity to do some certain, some people don't have the money. You know, some of our parents, once they check the Eurobars, once they want to do, if they want to do a particular barrier, or they want to do things they call this, you know, do you know that most of them don't have the money to do those events? Do you get Yes. But they have the capacity, they have the people, they have the relationship, the people that can they can say, oh, let me go and give this particular family a certain number of yards of clothes. They are going to give me money. That's so realistic. Do you, <laughs> mm -hmm. do you understand? Because they know that they have the capacity to do some certain things that will yield. I've seen a whole lot of people, uh, our our parents, that they do business, they do all these things. 
they start, uh, they do all this event without having money. But they, they don't have that physical cash, but they have the people. So now imagine they don't have the people. Are you getting me? So capacity is also very, very important. When it comes to entrepreneurship, I think idea is one of the basic things that is very important, almost a fundamental. So when we, as young creatives, when we get ideas, can you give us a structure out of your experience on how we can um, visualize or transform our idea to reality from just a summary. I know you can't literally say everything okay. from, from basic, okay. from basic to markets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Firstly, uh, we need to know that whatsoever idea that you have in your head, you're not the only one that have that idea. True of us. True. True. Whatsoever you have in your head whatsoever business you want to start I feel God had deposited it to 99 other people mm-hmm. so the only people that, that are known for those business are the ones that took the first step one may took the first step one or the people that have the right people to buy into that idea Let's take for example the person that started pure water that moved all the way from Sachet water to pure water. Do you, do you understand what I mean, Sachet water? Yeah, line on water. You know where we're yeah. saying, we are ice, ice water. We, had, we normally pour good. We normally pour the water inside nylon and we don't put it inside fridge. But the person that started the packaging and the whole thing, do you know the person now? Some people um embrace an idea for so long that the particular problem the idea needs to solve, then just somebody creates another bigger problem for that idea. Okay, good. So you need to survey first. You need to survey. What I mean by surveying, I remember, like I said the other time, I said, when I was in school, there were ideas I had in my head, but I didn't have the community for that idea to flourish. Mm. Do you understand? So you need to always know for fact that you need to start to brand story, the idea, the storytelling about that particular thing. Oh, the idea is definitely to solve a particular problem, isn't it? So any idea that is not solving the problem shouldn't be an idea in the first place. <laughs> yes. Do you understand? So your idea is solving the problem, either selling or servicing a particular thing. So you need to always tell your story. Do you know that there are some times that when uh, a particular pe- a, a particular person, you tell somebody what you do, and the person does not need your service at that particular point, but the person knows somebody that needs your service and refers you. Yes, yes, that's correct. Have you ever been in that shoe before? Yeah, that's correct. Because I remember I, there were some things I was doing that the, my immediate people were not needing the service, but along the line, I started getting referrals from people for my immediate people, but from another person that needs the service. So you need to run your brand storytelling, which is very, very important. From there, you start seeing how to monetize your ideas. Oh, I can do a certain particular thing. Oh, this is how much I charge. So your your fee may be very, very low at first. Yes, but along the line, you start seeing how to develop your skill more. 
and to get the right people to buy. With consistency, you start making money, then you start investing or put scaling up. I want us to end with you briefing us on your story on on becoming a master in your field. How how the idea of starting a career in that part started, what initiated it, um, the ups and downs in the field, and what, uh, what was the motivation that they allow you to give up? I know there will be a lot of hard times. What was your motivation and um, what was your major breakthrough? I need us to tell you that. What was your major breakthrough, your motivation along the line, and what initiated the idea of you working in this part, um, this part, this career part? Okay, uh, first of all, the, was a it all started like a joke. Yes, I can remember. I was just, I've just been a, we noticed where I'm a active Twitter user. Yes. It, I left Facebook. I was, because Facebook was just filled with family members and people <laughs> that wanted to say your opinion. We get a call, oh, why did you say something like that? Do you understand we will be taking such then? I remember I left Facebook. I just deleted my Facebook account. And uh, I was, uh, no, I didn't delete it. I just gave it up for a particular company, a startup that needed, was I had a whole lot of followers and friends on Facebook. So they were using my Facebook for feeds to repost new stuff then. So I was, I became an activist of Twitter. So not that I had a mind to start using money, uh, to start using the platform for money because I was just, you know, Twitter there now. Make memes, make funny tweets, and laugh, 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 laugh. And everybody don't. So we started getting the prominence, the the followers, the all and all. We started getting notice, and from there, you, you all know the way Instagram started. We started seeing screenshots of tweet of tweets. We started seeing it on Instagram. Giga. So and then I can also remember I was not a big fan of Instagram. Still not a big fan of Instagram. That's why my followership has never increased from where it is now. Well, though it's increasing, but it's not as the way people paint it to be. So I started with Twitter, just making fun. Then I remember I just got a call, a, a DM. Uh, Can you run a trend for us? See that you're an active user and you most times see your tweets uh, almost everywhere. Can you run a trend for us? And Within, I just said okay. To so be honest, that was the first job. I've never. Was. That was my first job. Just I've never had any. I just see trend tables, but I never knew. I never knew how what makes up. I just know that if a lot of people are talking about a particular topic within an interval, the keywords of whatsoever they are talking about get up. You get so. It's not like I knew that, oh, there is a way we can actually force the particular conversations to be up. Then the guy just said, okay, that can I do it? Of course, then the brain is, even though you can't do something, but something is your spirit. You can what, quickly what, go and read about it. What level were you then? Then I was in 100 level. Though. I was in 100 level. Yes, I was in 100 level. And the, the guy just said, okay, oh, I just, I remember I, I spoke to a friend of mine. 
I just said, okay, let me just put a figure. I remember I just put, I remember the money I put was 50,000. And the guy just said, I should send my account number. And immediately I sent the account number. And I just received the alert. And immediately I chatted a friend of mine, oh, can you do this? I got a gig of, so, 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 so. I don't know how to do it. The guy just said, okay. I just said, the guy just gave me a run through that I should speak to one other person. The person who tell me how to, yes, I just pay him a certain number of money. Guess what? I just spoke to the guy. I asked for the guy, how much does it take if you want to get a particular tag up? Then I remember the trend was about just 5000 or 7000 and then, and within the space of about two hours, the thing was, the, the tag was flying up there and people started talking about it. And within seven, within seven minutes, the job was done. And I realized that if I can run something like this within this space, just for me to know somebody that can run the job and join the conversation, how much more even after running five or six of this kind of thing in a day or in a month? It's 40,000 every day. So can you imagine what your return will be in a month, then I was so happy. I was like, you know, now students, I want to be happy. <laughs> then I kept on, like, normal furniture. I just realized that, oh, I did it. Another one came in. Another one came in. And I started, and I started getting gigs of, oh, you can do this thing. Come and do it for You can do this. You can do it for us. Then after a while, I realized that, Brands and school, then I needed to focus. Yes, I needed to focus into the FUNAP community. I remember we did a tag then, FUNAP experience, if you remember very well. That was in 2017. Yes, FUNAP experience, hashtag FUNAP experience. So the essence of FUNAP experience was just to want to know numbers of FUNAP bytes, FUNAP that were on that platform, Twitter. So we needed to just familiarize ourselves that, oh, yeah, FUNAP, oh, yeah, FUNAP. You get you can follow each other and then conversation springs up. You can always join and make it fun and relatable. You get so along the line, sizing brands, all these cool brands that needed uh PR was now becoming a thing when they need to get people. Then I remember I remember then before getting to FUNAP, I've been doing blogging and SEOs with a particular company within Nigeria, a startup company, a blog website within Nigeria then. And so just like, oh, you need to get your news up there. This is how to go about it. But Twitter was literally not my thing then. Not until I get to, got into school. Then from there, I started seeing that if I talk about a particular business, a whole lot of people get interested and they want to know what's the business about. And from there, we started looking, oh, now we can now take this serious. Oh, we are charging 500 naira. Oh, I remember I started charging as as low as 500 naira per tweet for me to talk about your brand. And sometimes I even charge even way lower than that because I just needed money for data. Not that I needed money to get an apartment or to get a car or something. It was all fun. It was just like a, it was no intentional then. I can't tell you that it was intentional. It was just like, oh, let's just do this thing. Anywhere, to Bali, to Asi, you get <laughs> then, a particular point in time in a man's life, you know, you need to be in, 
when you see that something is yielding, so you need to always be intentional about it. Then I became intentional, so I started reading stuff about building a brand, what what it costs to start an SME, and I remember then there were not so much SMEs in school then. Yes, and for now they were could literally count the guys that were making sales, and their sales was not the kind of sales that we did sales 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 because if they made about five sales in a week or ten sales in a week, it's it's let's just say five sales in a week is more like enough for them. Do you get so we started getting surveys? I started getting surveys of oh how many sales if you are this popular, so how many sales do you get? and do you get in a week or in a day or in a month or in a semester? And some of them will be like, oh, I don't have um, FUNAP today. FUNAP is not my community. Um, I sell to majorly Lagos people. Then they'll be like, oh, who are the FUNABites buying from? If you that you claim, <laughs> if you that we see that, oh, you are winning the awards mm-hmm. or you are the famous, you are telling us that you don't have a community of FUNABites. Do you understand? So remember then, WhatsApp status was not up then. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. not up up then. The WhatsApp status started in 2017, I can remember. So it was just like WhatsApp now, just chat and go go back. Everybody was just using Facebook and Instagram. Instagram was not, we just dead. So do you get? Yes. Then when WhatsApp status came, we realized that, oh, this is how this thing works. Oh, if you post a particular picture, you can see the numbers of people. You can calculate the KPIs. You understand? See the numbers mm-hmm. of people that view. So if a certain number of people view, now imagine it's uniform where we have about 50 people posting the same thing and it's getting viral on uniformity. It's making a trend. Mm-hmm. Then we start teaching people how to uh, how they can we started telling them how to always put their business on their WhatsApp setup because you never can tell where the ne- next big sales is going to come up. That you know, know I, I, I just got, I, even, I, I want to make a testimony around that. I just um, my sister was working on something and she asked me to use it on my status, and I just got that he client from US just with my status. This it, 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 in fact, it happened today. I, you know, I tell people that my car, my car, I bought yes. my car using WhatsApp. Yeah, I do. do you get? Yes. I bought my car with WhatsApp. The that app, as it, as you see, as little or as whatsoever you may call it. That was how I got my car. That was how. That was how I paid my second year school, my third year. That was how I changed my. My uh, accommodation apartment. That was how I started living because I realized that if I can talk about five brands in a day, that's that's an average of about twenty thousand in a day. And I can remember that that was the same twenty thousand my father used to give me well for a whole month. <laughs> Do you get? Yes, my yes, my alawi was twenty thousand then. If I can get the money my father was giving me. In a month, if I can get it a day and a possible increase it, then what will stop me from not doing whatsoever I'm doing that is making more money? Because then I didn't want to. I was not. I was never. I was never a fraud. 
So I didn't want to do the normal thing every Niger guy will do. Or most Niger guys will do. So it's more like we are taking it as a joke, but it's literally not a joke in that sense. Because it's something that can skyrocket you to the next level of financial freedom or independence. What would you say was your major breakthrough? I get major breakthrough. Mm. Um, I can't really say one because I've tried. Sometimes <laughs> I make, I don't know. I don't know because I can't really. Was there a, a particular growing. deal, a particular deal that, that changed the whole story like a, Jackpots, the way they say it. <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were deals. There were deals. There were deals. I can't, I can't. Did, okay, the, one, one of the deals I got then was to come, uh, I won a contract. The contract was about 10 million. Yes. That was my final year. That was 2019. I won a contract for a transport system. And how did, how did it even happen? So somebody just, my brother just sent me a message that a particular person needs my service. And then, the interview is about two stages. Then the first day I went there, all prepared, all the way from Alabata, that's cool, so Lagos. Well prepared, we spoke. Then I thought it was just going to be like a one-on-one, me and just one person. They would just ask me a few questions. And when I got into the room, I saw, I saw about 10 people that I bought members like. And the company was not just a company, it was a big company. Do you understand? Then okay. from there, the I for I used to watch when somebody's doing presentation on the board, and I just got into the mood. I just kept on talking. Then they said, "Oh wow!" They never knew I was a student, mind you. So they, they did like things I've done. People have worked with the videos and whatsoever I've created business. The feedbacks I've done. I prepared all into the PowerPoint slides and prepared myself for possible or likely questions. And they said they loved it. Good. Then they said, okay. Okay. So they just invited me again for the last phase of the interview. Then I went and boom. About, about, I think about a week, I just got a call. Oh, you won the contract. Congratulations, blah, 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 blah. You can now work now. Then we did the job. You get So, those are one of the breaking points for me. I've had some other brands I've worked with, freelance, doing marvelous work, and some of them go today. So, I can't really say this because there are so many, oh, bro, if I tell you, there are so many. So many, but the relationship has been uptight. All right. So, do you mind um, giving us name <laughs> of the biggest brands you have worked with, mainstream brands? Ah, do you mind? Biggest brands I've worked with. Um. Okay. In the list, um, I've worked with Cowrie Wise. Okay. One of the big brands I've worked with. Carrywise, I've worked with Access Bank, I've worked with Libra Motors, creating content, I've worked with FCM, yes. I got a gig with FC, FCM when I was in 
I think when I was in 300 level, yes. Why, why you were in 300 level? Yeah, 300 level, yes. We were doing, I think they were doing this easy flex something. Then we needed to create content, shoot videos at Ibadan, then farm small. I wrote with uh, MTN, yes. MTN, there was this promo they were adding them, so we needed to create. Oh, do you still have do you still have dreams? Do you have do you still have dreams? Probably of brands you want to work with that you have got, yeah. have got in there. Yes, yes. So many, so many. There's a brand I, I want to work with. I want I want to work with Suji Motors. Do you know Suji Motors? I think I've read it. I'm not, I can't recollect perfectly yeah. now. Biggest the biggest real estate individual in Africa. The biggest real estate realtor in Africa as, as, as far as I'm concerned. I've worked with some political, yes, I've worked with political brands like Muyosoro Ogulewe campaign organization. I've worked with several others, other startups, but majorly the people I work with, I've worked with Obiko, yes, Obiko is a startup the travel agency that I've worked with. I'm very sure you've been familiar with that. It's always on my status. Yes, yeah. I've worked with um, so many of them. So what will you I say? Want to what, work with a whole lot of. what will you say is your biggest um, secret? Should I call it secret or pre or life principle that you stand by um, in your in your work life and that has been of Great advantage to you in sustaining Bro, your. The, 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 my biggest. Let me tell you, I know where I'm going to. It's consistency. Mm, consistency. It's consistency. Yes. It's not. Yes, content creation. Yes, content is there. But the consistency is what has been. Because I believe I may not get the shots now, but with consistency, I can get the shot later. Mm. Do you understand? I've tried to work with a certain number of people and in my early days and it didn't click. Then some of them are the ones now knocking at my door now. Because I, sometimes I imagine if I was not consistent, if I just knocked, if I just said, oh, it's, it's all over. Do you get? I've been, that's, I'm very sure if you check my WhatsApp photo, I'm always posting reviews, feedbacks, reviews, feedbacks, yeah. the brands that are out to do certain numbers of things. Do you get so? It has been a consistency for me from my website, creating my website from after my website, facing off to creating an app on yeah. Android, from app to an Android to an iOS. Do you get the need for it has been the consistency I've put in my work. So it's not just, oh, you are unique. Yes, it can be unique and not be useful. Do you understand? It can be unique. And, do you know that some people that they feel like, oh, what they will just tell you, they, ah, my work, oh, it's a nice idea. It's, they give you all the compliments. And along the line, they may not need you. Because they feel you've not proven your point to the level of you being consistent. Do you get so it's more like oh I like you I like yeah it's beautiful your logo is fine your brand your products oh it's fine blah 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 but you not being consistent you need to put but people need 
you to be consistent before they deal with you. They need to have known you over time before they say, oh, I've been seeing your status, I've been seeing your updates, I've been seeing your names, I've been seeing your brand for a while. Now we can do business. Why can't they do business with you when the first, the first time they saw it? Hmm? I can't they do business with you the first time they saw it? It's because they've not had that trust and only consistency will give you that level of trust for somebody to start knocking at your door. Oh, let's do business. Oh, that, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I'm, I'm really grateful for this. I don't take it for granted. I appreciate it. I need you to do an introduction, an introduction for of yourself. We didn't do that at the beginning. Um, okay. So please don't okay, go, don't, um, don't be humble. Don't be humble with it, though. <laughs> no, I need. To, I think to, okay. One of the things I don't know. Well, I need to. I know how to tell my story, but introducing myself one of the things I really do because I don't know. My name is Odunye Olua That's my real name. My friends. Call me Ogbeni Opa. In the Ogbeni Opa, the Opa they call me is not because of I'm tall. Although I'm tall, I'm about six point six point two. Yes, I'm six point two. But it's the fact that I used to play talking drum. I'm a digital marketer. I help brands. I help brands with creating leveling up their their business. I help SME startups, student entrepreneur simplify the ideas and turn them into a profitable business, especially using my Ogbeni Opa app. So the Ogbeni Opa app is a real-time location system where if you log on to the app, it gives you businesses, it shows the businesses around you. So if you need a particular business in a particular in your location, you can always search and the business will realize that business is within you. All you just need to do is click on the business profile and click on the person's WhatsApp messenger. There you go, and you get the person. So instead of you, if you're in a doctor and you need a particular product or service, you don't have to go as far as Lagos or Ibadan or some even part of Abelkuta that are far. All you just need to do is use your credit card because you'll be seeing a particular business vendor on the map. So you need to see how close the person is to you. So another reason why we created the app to reduce delivery cost and help buyers to always buy more because sometimes when you think about delivery cost, you end up not buying the certain product. But some of these delivery fees are even times two or even the same amount of the product itself. I guess so I help business majorly scale up, build business from the scratch, help them sustain, tell them, coach them. To a certain level to their on their own, even while on their own, they still get no no knowledge boosted and nobody knows it all. They still get tutoring and we need to we, I used to always read more to help my business wonders. Good day everybody, my name is Ogene Opa and I'm on in talk with Timot Mowali.